Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Mr. Jamal Simmons has been at the nexus of politics and media for three decades. He's currently political commentary on CNN. Before that, Deputy Assistant to the President and Communications Director to Vice President Kamala Harris at the White House. For the White House, Jamal was a political contributor for CBS News and NPR. Prior to that, did digital interviews for Hill TV. Um, obviously, you all will recognize his voice from his work <clears throat> as a prominent Obama campaign surrogate and senior advisor to the Democratic National Committee. Mr. Jamal Simmons, welcome to Evening Words. Good to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for for coming on. It's perfect timing because we're we're just coming off uh, the second of uh, 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 in the sort of caucus primary season on the Republican side, and 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 I'm I'm trying to do some analysis, Jamal, about some of the communications. Man, big, big times, right? We got big times going on. It's it's just help help me to understand a couple of things. So I just got finished talking about uh, former President Trump's. I guess it was a victory speech, but it seemed like it was a lot of grievance and so on and so forth. And I know no one controls how he does his communications, but as someone who who lives and breathes this work, what's kind of what's your assessment of both speeches? Uh, Former Governor Nikki Haley's, I guess, concession speech, but also decision to stay in the race versus uh, former President Trump's uh, victory speech, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I think um, uh, what we saw is Donald Trump in full Trump. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing that he's doing that's unpredictable. That he is uh, focused on himself. Hmm. He is uh, uh, clearly got some kind of axe to grind with the world. And instead of being happy that he's won another primary, to take it on to the next one, we're going, you know, we're going to win. Uh, he's chosen to take on uh, Governor Haley, and you know, and, and sometimes unfair ways, talking about her dress and, and other things that are silly. But the but the part of it that got me. I mean, you tell me what you think. It's, the part of it that got me was when he clowned Senator Tim Scott, <laughs> who was standing there and made him talk about, oh, you must really hate her, right? That's yeah. why you endorsed me. Uh, you know, because Nikki Haley appointed Tim Scott to the United States Senate. Hello. But Tim Scott didn't endorse her for president. He endorsed Trump, which some might argue was a little bit disloyal. And I might argue that Trump just showed that he doesn't respect Tim Scott. Right. And the fact that he endorsed him and is willing to sort of stand up in public and mm. give him, you know, and make him eat a little crap. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, I mean, I, I, that was it was hard to watch. You know, that clip's been on the loop all day. Um, hard, hard to watch for me. But I, well, I said this a, a minute ago. He did. He did take the mic and say it's not about him hating Haley, but about his love for Trump. I don't know if that's better or worse. What do you think about that? I mean, and that I mean, you know. Listen, I, I I don't like to give. It's hard to be black and be prominent <laughs> and be in the moment, and so right. I try to give people space for not representing themselves always the way they would like. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, him jumping up and saying uh, it's just because I love you <laughs> was that was so a little hard. It was a little hard to watch. It was a little hard to watch. Hmm. 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 Yeah. I, I mean, what, what did you think about former Governor Nikki Haley's speech? I mean, obviously, her comms team is on point. Um, they are. Listen, I think Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is the best political athlete on the stage right now. Mm. Um, she. Uh, she really seems like she. She speaks really well. 
She is a, a obviously a compelling kind of visual image. Um, the problem is her policies are bad. The problem is she's running for president in a party that doesn't really exist anymore, right? Like she's right. running for president in a Republican party that's really more like the Jeb Bush or uh, George W. Bush Republican party from the 2000s where, you know, they had a Latino attorney general mm-hmm. and now they're spending all their time trying to, uh, you know, kick Latinos out of the country right. uh, with immigration. So I, 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 I just think she, she's running for president in a party that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and people are really, they, they, they are excited by Donald Trump and the way he behaves. It's not like they have to tolerate it. Mm. It makes him more popular. He gets indicted. He goes to court. His poll numbers go up. It's amazing. It's disheartening is what it is, bro. It, it is. <laughs> it is. It is disheartening. Now, I noticed uh, former governor Nikki Haley, when she's on the campaign trail, <clears throat> any opportunity that she gets to mention or talk about Vice President Kamala Harris, she goes to this like stoking of the fear line. Like the worst fear for her is that. Biden's going to get in and, and it's, and it's going to end up being Vice President Harris as as president. And I always I don't understand that from a political strategy point or a communications point, because she's in a party that and running. You're right. She's running in a party that doesn't really exist so much. But even as it exists right now, it's not a party that is about women's liberation and women's rights. Her attacking VP Harris in that way, I don't understand the strategy behind it. I mean, I understand that there are people who might be terrified of Vice President Kamala Harris becoming president of the United States, but I don't understand that as as a linchpin of what Nikki Haley is doing on the campaign trail. Help me to un- un- unpack that. She's trying to appeal to this MAGA movement, right? This Make America Great MAGA movement that Donald Trump has created in the Republican Party. And I think she's looking for ways to show them that she too, you know, is just as angry and just as anti wokeness, you know, as they are. Hmm. Um, but, but it's just kind of remarkable, right? Because here you have a black and South Asian vice president woman, and you have a South Asian woman who's <laughs> president as a former governor. Like, right. you know, uh, as they say, when you're a little kid, every finger, every finger you point at me is four more pointed back at you. Um, so exactly. it, it just feels, <laughs> it feels wrong. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Just, it just seems strange. And I, and I, and I wonder if at some point that might, that move might, might backfire for her. What did you think about, about, um, Haley's decision to stay in the race? What, how, how does that, how does that change the calculus from the perspective of those of us who have to pay attention to these things? So I, I think that um, uh, she's doing what I would probably advise her to do, um, which is stay in the race, because the one thing that we know from the last six or seven years of politics is that anything could happen. Right. I mean, we have gone through, you know, we saw Donald Trump, who nobody would have bet become president of the United States, get elected president of the United States. We saw uh, a, a, a worldwide a pandemic take place where everybody, you know, kind of got shut down, mm-hmm. you know, for a year or so. We've seen um, Joe Biden, who had lost, you know, two or three previous runs for the presidency, you know, had, had lost win win the White House by seven million votes. So anything. And remember, Joe Biden got beaten by Bernie Sanders in Iowa That's and right. in New Hampshire. That's right. Uh, and then he came back in South Carolina. So if if you're Nikki Haley, I would say stay in there, keep making your case, see what happens, because you never know 
you know, it's like the lottery. Got to be in it to win it. <laughs> you never know hmm. when things are going to turn and they might turn your way and you might get another shot at it, including, you know, who knows what happens with uh, the former president's cases. And that, and that's another thing. We have a guy on his way to becoming the nominee of the Republican Party, a major American Republican Party who's facing 91 felony counts. I mean, look, James, if you and I had a felony count, <laughs> bro, we wouldn't be talking right now. We wouldn't be talking right, right. now. This guy's got 91. He's got 91. Talk about privilege. Uh, <laughs> Donald Trump takes privilege to a whole different level. And now I, I'm, I, I'm not saying that you would be in this room, but if, if you're in the room with the, with the top campaign advisors for President Biden and, and knowing what we've seen over these last two Republican contests, you know, what, what are some of the things you're, you're wanting to think about in that room as you game plan out? the presidential uh, cycle on, on, on the democratic side of this. Here's the number one thing. Um, uh, you got to think big, right? Hmm. I mean, one of the things that I think attracted people to Senator Sanders was Senator Sanders was talking about big ideas, hmm. right? Let's for, uh, universal health care, uh, forgive student loans, mm -hmm. you know, give people something big to shoot for about the future and what you want to do for them. So I would say, make that case. What, what's your big idea? Um, you know, I like to think about, you know, one day somebody said, Hey, we want to build the Hoover Dam. It's going to be like the biggest man-made structure in North America. Uh, do you want to go work on it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, your job is going to be fill these sandbags or, or you know, build, make these cement bricks. Right. Now, if you told me I had a job built making cement bricks, I might not be happy. But if you told me I was going to go build the greatest man-made, you know, uh, uh, existence uh, mm. project in North America, now that's something that might be exciting, right? So people are willing to do hard things if they have big ideas. And so give people a big idea. That's number one. Number two, I would say um, you got to real realize you're doing it right now. We got to communicate with people in new and different ways. Not everybody's watching cable news anymore. Those That's numbers right. have dropped off a lot. That's so right. people are getting their their news from social media, um, TikTok, Instagram, uh, mm -hmm. X or Twitter, as much as they still are, or Threads or Spill, whatever uh, device it is they're using, uh, platform they're using. So you got to capture people very quickly with images, video. Uh, uh, text, uh, you know, headlines that are going to grab their interest, try to give them uh, some really important data and really important information, mm -hmm. but in 200 characters. <laughs> right. right. You know, right. <laughs> that's the difference. It's not like people are going to sit around, you know, and watch or read, you know, a, a 500 word op ed. They're going to, they, if you really capture them, they might read your entire Instagram post. Mm. <laughs> right. Mm. That's mm. if they're really interested. If they're so really interested. Anything else seconds. is TLDR. That's right. Anything else. That's <laughs> exactly. Right. That's right. That's right. So you got to communicate really simply with people. And, and I think that's what, frankly, if, they got, if I had to get Donald Trump any compliment, it's that he realized that you have to communicate with people really simply and very directly. Um, and people have responded to that. But, you know, on our side, I would say, or the progressive side, I would say, um, you know, big ideas that give people something to shoot for and, and communicate it in a way that people can, can capture it really quickly without having to do a lot of extra research. Okay. I mean, I, I, I feel, I shouldn't say confident, but comfortable in terms of what I'm seeing on the comm side from the campaign already. Like I see them mm -hmm. out here making moves. I'm, and, and again, I'm not saying that you're an advisor. I'm just trying to get a sense of what the big idea is because the big ideas that I'm seeing, so far is, you know, 
sort of we're 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 gonna fight for women's reproductive rights. That's kind of their lead idea. Um, mm-hmm. The biggest mm-hmm. idea that I can see, maybe I'm missing something, is that we're gonna protect democracy, which I'm not sure that is a big idea to everyone in the presidential electorate in the ways that some of the other things from from the Biden's previous campaign around student debt you know that was a big idea they didn't they didn't deliver on all of it but i mean they delivered 137 billion dollars right they didn't deliver on it but Absolutely. but that was a big idea for for people i i'm and, and maybe and again i don't want to dismiss the threat against democracy i'm just not sure if it's a big idea in that same kind of way for it voters is, coming to the polls it is a big idea in the sense that um uh, there are a lot of people who are animated by this, right? Like this is something that people really find um, when they're when they're thinking about the direction of the country. They're really thinking about where do we go, where do we go next? And one of those things is, are we going to have a country where people are able to communicate and and vote and participate in the society that's coming? Hmm. So we don't. You know, so to democracy, maybe the language is a little clunky, but uh, people do really care about whether or not we're going to have a democracy. And that's why I think the president has been talking about it for a while. You talked about the right to abortion. The right to abortion is also something that people are paying a lot of attention to. Um, and what we have found, we found this in 22, 2022 during the midterms when I was still at the White House, is that when you see people... Uh, when you talk to people about this challenge to abortion, the law, the, the loss of this, mm-hmm. it's something that moves people, particularly women, the men who love them and care about them. It moves them extraordinarily into a democratic column. We've seen that happen in places like Kansas, the which ballot initiatives are Kansas, strong, Ohio, yes, right, all these places. So anyway, I think this is a um, these are big issues, but we but we need. We need to also capture people's aspiration, right? Like mm. people want to make money. People want to do well in life. People want to, you know, raise their wages, lower their costs, figure out how they can get their kids further ahead. You know, so that's why student loans was a big deal. And mm. it's still a big deal. I got a buddy who just told me he had $170,000 student loans forgiven recently. Um, Love those said, stories. Love to hear it. Love he to hear it. just changed my life, right? Mm-hmm. He said, the mm-hmm. president just changed my life. He got two kids. You know, he's an educator in South Florida. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, he, he went ahead and got an advanced degree. So he said he just, he, it's changed his life. So he's going to have to make, a, 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 the president's going to have to talk very directly to people about what's coming uh, and what they're going to be able to have is going to make their work, their lives better. Yeah, I, I love that. I think it's important. I, I also think, and again, I'm I'm, I'm not, uh, endorsing anyone here or, 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 uh, um, pushing for anything here just to say that there's a lot of factual data about the Biden administration's impact on this economy. If that's what it boils down to, like trying to create better life and better opportunities. I mean, and, and maybe you can help our listeners understand, this, you know, I got to get you out of here on this because I know your, your time is short. You're very busy, but the, the, the reality is, is like, let, let's take gas, for example, right? So when gas prices are high, it's the president's fault, right? Gas prices yeah. are low. Nobody talks about it, right? You know, the, right, the, right, right. there are a lot of pretty good economic indicators across the slate of indicators, right? Inflation slowing down a little bit. Unemployment, you know, people it used to be like, it's jobs, 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 the economy. Unemployment is like historically low stock market even for african-americans even for african-americans right, right? <laughs> the stock market through the roof right hit, 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 hit new records this week how i i don't understand what the challenge is 
it, and, and again, I, I don't want to get into the weeds about how political communications work or the lag around. The I just want to how do how do we share with our listeners how how folks might key in more to 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 what some of the things that have happened over the last several years that are fairly constructive, like the infrastructure bill, big build, doing a lot of good work, right? But you can list all those things. It's not always resonating, not with our audience or with the electorate, at least judging by the polls that we're seeing right now. Yeah, the one thing that is that I think has gotten in the way of this communication, you know, 14 million new jobs, like you said, unemployment down in a 3.7, 3.8% range, under 5% for African Americans, which is historic lows. We've seen, you know, poverty numbers going down the first two years, reduced child poverty by 30%, you know, $35. <laughs> Uh, insulin. Insulin? For Are you who kidding? If you know anybody who gets insulin, in our community, right? come on. <laughs> exactly, thirty-five dollars, which also helps those of us who might be helping mom and dad out, right? So it's not just that the seniors have gotten the money; it's that if you've got a parent who's on insulin and you're helping them make ends meet, that's money that you're gonna not, you know, you're gonna be able to keep and not have to help, not have to help them with, that's with right. as much money. So, so that's something that ripples through the economy. So, but what's in the way was inflation. Prices mm-hmm. were just too high. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some big things that are starting to happen and prices are starting to come down. And the number one thing that people gauge that off of is gas. So we're seeing gas prices now starting to go down. Right. And I think that's going to be helpful for people. Um, but you know, if you're trying to rent a house or buy a house, uh, you know, that interest rate is higher than you've ever seen in the last 10 or 15 years. That's so right. People's that sticker shock is hitting people. Rents are hitting people. So, you know, so there's still some prices that are high. And I think that's what's getting in the way. Um, and then lastly, I think you look at the news and you see these people on TV who attack the United States Capitol, right? right. You see uh, people who are talking about, uh, I'm going to be a dictator for a day right. or at least, at least a day. Right. Uh, I mean, it just feels like we're on the edge of something bad. And I think that mm. is infecting people's sensibility about what's going on. But over the course of this year, we're going to hear get a lot more data, a lot more good good news, a lot more television advertising, social media. Mortgage rates and interest rates are going to get cut a couple times this year. Things are well. going down, mm-hmm. right? Stock market. So I mean, I think we'll see we'll see some positive developments that hopefully will people will have a better sense about what's really happening in the economy. I hope so. Brother Jamal Simmons, listen, I know I got to let you go. Um, I hope you'll come back on our program. We we need your insights during this year, especially and beyond. We're talking about I all the different happy to. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Have, have a good evening, sir. I, I'd be happy to. You too. Y'all have a good day. Good Thank night. you. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 